Happy Sabbath, Church. Our scripture reading today is from John 20, verses 27 through 29. And it says, Then Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Stretch out your hand and put it by my thigh. Then do not disbelieve, but obey. Then Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Now you have believed because you have seen me. Blessed are those who do not see me yet believe. Well, I'm impressed because Eileen had that memorized and I just gave it to her yesterday. So, good job, Eileen. Um, I'm going to go with the St. Francis style of preaching the gospel at all times and using words only when necessary. So I'll try and keep this short. Does uh, anybody else daydream? Yeah, I do. I mean, my imagination's on a hair trigger, and it doesn't help that I have an attention span of a golden retriever. So it does come in handy, you know, when I've got a lot of time to kill and nothing to do. I'll tell you this much, a four-hour road trip is much more interesting when you think you're a race car driver. But I understand that not everybody can stare out a window or go inside their head for hours on end without going crazy, and somebody invented Sudoku for these people. An interesting side effect of my condition, however, is that I'll see things or be reminded of other things while I'm looking at something else, like God, for instance. You saw that coming a mile away, didn't you? You guys are sharp. We spent, me and my family, we spent the last week up at the lake, and you couldn't avoid God. See him everywhere you turn, up in the sunsets, the sunrises, the clouds, the stars, the birds that woke me up at six in the morning. He was everywhere. And we've all seen God or been reminded of him through something else. I mean, it it makes sense. We're playing in his sandbox after all. And it's nice to be reassured that we serve a real God. But it's interesting to see what Jesus has to say about the matter at the end of John 20. As Eileen sort of mentioned, I'll give you the uh, context. Jesus has been resurrected and he's visited the disciples once. Thomas wasn't there. And we all probably know what Thomas' nickname was. Thank you. So I'm going to back up a little bit and read from 24 and end up where Eileen ended up. It says, Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see his hands, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, and doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We live in a world that demands proof. We need concrete evidence to throw our belief into something. In essence, we want to know for sure that the OxyClean will, in fact, get the stains out. So Jesus' statement is a little bit counterintuitive to us because he's saying that while seeing and believing is good, having a strong faith that doesn't require us to ask God for proof every now and then is better. Now, that's not to say that we should ignore the blessings that we get when we see God. It's just... You know, something to think about. 
And having that faith is a tall order for Christians who live in a world where the six o'clock news seems to refute the existence of any God. Fortunately, God does reveal himself to us in little ways and big ways, and you may find him in the details or in the obvious. You might find him in the small voice, or you might find him in big flashing lights. And some of you are probably thinking right now, that's great. I'm going to go look for him at this great restaurant down the street because I'm getting hungry. So I'll leave you with this. Keep your eyes open and see if you can search for God at least half as hard as he searches for you. I doubt any of us can match God's devotion, or at least half of it, but even if you can't, you won't find the search a waste of your time. Please bow your heads. Great and glorious Father, God of our Lord Jesus, we ask that you may give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know you better. I pray this morning that you can open the eyes of our heart so that we may know the hope to which you've called us, the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints, and incomparably great power for us who believe. Heavenly Father, from the beginning of time, you've been here. Adam and Eve saw you. Moses saw you in a cloud. We see you in these youth. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you for giving the ones that stepped up the courage to know that it wasn't about them. It was all about you. We hope that you have blessed every person here today through these young people, as only you can do, in Jesus' name. And he looked at them directly in their eyes, and he said, Follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Help us today realize, Lord, that we're not just fishing. If we want to fish for souls... We must fish first in service. We thank you, Lord, for being here, for the hope that was presented, for the courage and energy that was displayed, and for the bounty of love that will flow forth if we only let you lead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.